You walk into a bar, your name is up in lights, Justin Wagner. Walk in, people are cheering, everybody's around. You walk up to the bar, across the bar is Abe Lincoln. Right. What drink do you buy him? Ooh, honest Abe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be a tough one. I probably, uh, you know, uh, I'd probably just go old school because probably get him a, a dark beer or something, something that's simple. Um, but I don't think he would, I think he would sip it as much as in my mind, he's not a drinker per se, but somebody who might enjoy a beverage for the taste of it, um, instead of necessarily the, uh, the, the volume, you know, he might enjoy that. So that would be my thought. And when I what thought of, you? when I thought of that question, I just, the only thing I thought of is nothing with verbooth in it. <laughs> this is the Wags and Fresh podcast. And this is a conversation game. And it's time to hit play. So, you know, we're, we're hoping that what you take from this, uh, this question and other questions we're going to pose throughout the, you know, these podcasts are, you know, wh- what, are what are the conversations games that you're having with your friends, with your family? Other um, than the weather. Other than the weather, yeah. I mean, other than how you're doing. Yeah. Other than fine. Yeah. How was your day? <laughs> um, those are good questions. They're, yes, they're important for sure. questions. But what about the questions that ultimately push you um, to think about things differently? But I think most importantly, when it's all over, when that conversation's over, what did you learn about yourself or what did you learn about the other person that made you closer to them? And it's Um, even a fun way to answer the question the same way, but just in a different format. The idea is uh, almost what would be some of these questions and conversation games that you could have during Thanksgiving that almost makes everybody uncomfortable but at the end of it, they go, wow, this was a great exercise. Crosses age barriers. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know. Beliefs. It just, it's just a nice, simple way to communicate on a, on a level ground. So that's the premise of this. And um, so it's, it's something that uh, I like that, uh, that, that fun question that you pose. What about you? What would you do if you had the same? Uh, um, how would I? I don't know. What was the uh, the drinks back in the day were like mead? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just remember the Saturday night, Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> <Right>. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I actually immediately went to uh, a place in New York City that's uh, called McSorley's. It's uh, the one of the oldest bars that's still in, in existence in New York, and they serve uh, two types of beer: they're light and dark, and that's the only two types of beer. You, there isn't. They don't, and it's their own beer. There isn't. Um, any brand you can't buy a you know a Miller Lite there. You, you so you have your history of what sort of brought you back to Correct. what the basics are. And I just talked to somebody today, and you may have had the same experience. Did you go to the oldest pub in Ireland? I did. I went to the most famous. I don't know if it's the oldest. I went. Somebody to, just came yeah. back and they had, they had gone yeah. there. Yeah, it's called uh, the Temple Bar. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, right. I, it was funny because it's we went on a Friday initially. We landed on a Friday, or maybe it was a Saturday. I don't remember and. Um, but it was one of those weekend days and it was packed and it was like, you know, they have a t-shirt shop next to it. And I'm like, oh, this is like a tourist trap kind of thing. So we didn't go in. Um, and then we went throughout Ireland and then went back to Dublin and spent the last night in Dublin as well. And that was now like a Tuesday or a Wednesday and it was a little less crowded. And I was like, all right, well, I got to walk through just to walk through. And I realized, I, I said this is like mecca for Irish bars mm-hmm. because there's there's traditional Irish music playing there and um, and it was just had the more the most genuine feel 
but in passing, knowing how famous it is with the t-shirt shop next to it and all that kind of stuff, I thought, oh, this is just like a, a TGI Fridays yeah. kind of version of an Irish He said bar. a thousand pubs and 2,000 churches were in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably right. Um, but he, he loved the, the outlands and the, the stone fences, and he actually got to see some family for the first time ever out there. That's cool. And just to, to be able to see the similarities, and he was talking about how how special it was to know you have a home or where you came from, like a grandfather's house sure. that he was never able to, to sure. physically see. And it's just really interesting when you actually see something, hear the history, but that the, the, the next level that I think is so special is that feeling, yeah. you know? We, we didn't have enough time to sort of dig into a lot of that because we, we were only there for four days and we wanted to see a lot of the countryside. Everything's like two hour car ride from one another, so it's kind of cool. Um, and I really wanted to go to Galway, so we um, so we went to Galway. And Is that we, one of the coasts? It's on the it's That's on what the he's, west yeah, he, coast. He yeah. was actually there. Yeah, yeah. Galway's pretty cool. It's um, and they have these six old time bars. I think I even bought one of the t shirts that kind of highlights all the different bars. We ate dinner at one of them. You know, we went to a couple of them. And we you know. What's interesting is that you go through Ireland and everybody thinks, oh, you're going to go over there and drink nonstop. And you can, but we didn't really do that. It's like we had one drink here and then we went there. And yeah, I'm sure we probably tried to stay within Irish beers and, and Irish whiskeys the time we, when we were there. But we didn't really like go bar hopping or, you know, pub crawling or any of that kind of stuff that you think of like St. Patrick's Day here. You, you know, we didn't really do much of that. But, um, but we did get to also see... Uh, I don't know how this is becoming an Ireland episode, but <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Cliffs of Moher is something that we definitely was on a sort of a bucket list kind of place I wanted to go see, and it's um, you it's one of those places you can't describe. You can't describe um, you know what it is that uh, Galway is that is, uh, or I should say, uh, the Cliffs of Moher. That's one of those places that it's just visible visually. Um, too hard to describe. Uh, the one of the reasons too that I wanted to go to the West Coast is because they have warmer water over there, um, so you can go surfing. And we were thinking about trying to jump in the ocean. Found some surf shops, uh, in uh, but it was October. The water temp was in the fifties, <laughs> so okay, you can get wetsuits. We've we've surfed in the fifties, no problem. Um, the problem was the the surf was so rough that day. There were 15 foot waves, and there was and it was completely blue skies. It was just so windy; um, it was unsurfable. There was no way to go out that day, so uh, we unfortunately had to abandon that. But there's a lot of surf shops along the west coast of Ireland. So, uh, if I ever go back, I would fly into Shannon, uh, Shannon, I think, it, yeah, Shannon Airport, um, because that already gets you on the west coast. Um, so, and Dublin's cool, but it also has a feel of a city like you get a combination of old and new in Dublin whereas you go outside and you get a lot more old you know so it's pretty cool um, ready for a question yeah go ahead uh, did you have one or yeah the the question that um, the question for this conversation game is you know what would be a moment in your life that you would go back and and do over um, you know and I think I pose that and I think initially that was written even with that, you know, what did I regret kind of um, motivation? Yeah, let's flip that. And yeah, and, and, people and, get that already. And, exactly. And, and I, and I, and in some of the back and forth we had, you, you had flipped that idea. Um, 
which was great uh, because, you know, something like a trip to Ireland would be something that you could say, what would I do over again? There was really no bad part of it, but it becomes how would I have made it all better, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, is there something that comes to top of mind for you? Um, something I would do over, right? Yeah, you, you, you would do, you would, hey, we're going to do this. You know, right. So here's yeah. Here's my here's the one I attach to relationships that have worked out, right. not not failed ones. Right. You know, what would I do over? I'd be kinder to my mother. What would right. I do over? I I'd, I'd um, and I, the nice thing is is I have an opportunity to do that. Right, and that's that's kind of one of the things that really motivates this whole idea of these conversation games is. Um, there's so many things that when you pose the question and you think about what that answer is. I think it's is, a dead and, issue or something. And you something. articulate <laughs> it. And, you, and, and so many of the things become, well, I could do that now. I could start immediately um, doing a better job in those things. Uh, so sometimes those moments, I think, are easier to pick to say, well, I, I, whether it's driven by regret or not, you go to this sort of past moment that you say I would have done this differently or would have invested more time in this, that, and the other thing. And you can't go back. So it yeah, because our easy. relationships are good. It, 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 yeah, it, yeah. It becomes easy to say, um, well, I'm just going to pick that thing because you can't do anything about it because it's already a, a, a dead topic. Maybe those people aren't in your life anymore or whatever those things are. Uh, so it becomes an easy thing to, to target because you don't have any re accountability or responsibility to do anything with it. I think... The idea of picking something that is not only maybe even a positive moment or a positive thing in your life, but also still in your life. Right. Something that's still actively in your life that you could say, okay, well, if I say that as it relates to one moment, then why can't that moment be right now? Right. And, and by posing a question that, that gets you to think and gets you to a point that you don't have a stock answer, you also get to explore things that you've either are hidden or, or you've been hiding yourself, like about being busy or time or different things. So just to actually, I basically tripped on the answer just okay. because I was posed the question. It wasn't like I walk around thinking about that. Right. And the relationship with my mom is great. The relationship with Jen is great. But it's um, a way to think about things before you're at a funeral or at, right. at a crossroad or at a time where maybe it's still possible to make changes and have it have a positive impact on your life and others. But um, why wait? Yeah. And I, I think that that's, it's, for me, I immediately went to things with the kids. And, um, and so I, I definitely, I mean, I've got a pretty good relationship with the kids. Um, but at the same time, there's still always ways to improve that, you know. There's always ways that you could say, I wish I was, to your point, that similar to your mom, I wish I was kinder. And I, I give, you know, Caitlin is somebody who is, um, she has the ability because she can dish it out. She can also take it. And sometimes you, it becomes easier to then, um, to get into that verbal, you know, sparring, um, which at times can be exhausting for both of us, right? And so I, I, I that's, so moments like that, it's not even one singular moment, it's more like moments like that, uh, I, I have become more conscious of, hey, maybe dial that back, or you, you, my knee-jerk reaction is to give her to needle her about something, mm -hmm. and to say, you know what, 
maybe I won't. Maybe how do I even flip this around to be kind? Um, and then uh, and similar with Cameron, although Cameron and I are so similar in the way that we uh, kind of attack the day and the world that some of the things that I also see her falling into traps uh, that I, that I do or I have, and I try to help her through that. She gets frustrated and mad at me, like all, not so much that you don't understand me, Dad, or you don't understand this situation. It's she's just learning how to deal with it, and she wants to learn how to deal with it on her own. Um, and I think in, it's easier to have those conversations when it when that stress level isn't high. Mm-hmm. But trying to have that dialogue when that stress level is high, I've learned to sort of give her a little bit more space to get into a good place to then say, okay, now we can have a conversation versus me trying to attack that conver- that issue right then because she's just too red hot, uh, you know, as far as emotionally. Um, and Chloe, I mean, I, I just verbalized this to her the, the other day and in going into dropping her off in school was I can't, you know, as much as I, you know, love the kids being around and, um, and, and look forward to some of the things that they're going to have in their life, I'm also looking forward to they especially Cameron now um, right on the cusp of making her final decision for college and moving on into that chapter of her life it now gives me more time to spend with Chloe because um, there isn't this we're getting Caitlin off getting Kieran off getting getting Cameron off to their respective you know next places in their life and now it becomes oh I can spend quality time with her uh, in a way that just it gets so disrupted by so many of these other important things um, as well. And so I verbalized that to her. So th- those are some of the moments that, and I bring up Kieran last, uh, only simply because I'm going to create one of those moments today. Um, after this, uh, I had already told um, Jesse to make sure he was ready to go to lunch and him and I are gonna have lunch together and time to have some good, you know, sort of, he just turned 21 <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've had other conversations like this before and, and I think he enjoys them, I enjoy them, but it's just between his him not being around because of school and so forth, we don't have the opportunity to do that enough. Um, or we try to do it as, with, with mom around and with sisters around and all that stuff and it's not really the same. So trying to create more of that sort of male bonding time as well. So. So looking forward to that this afternoon. So just taking those quality things that you know you you need to do, those moments, I should say, those quality moments that are available to us and recognizing that how can I become a better father in this moment with them? Uh, so for me, that's that's really a collection of moments, um, but that's the type of stuff that I really am more, um, I would say probably even two or three years ago, I wasn't as aware of as I am today because I want there to be um, improved you know, I don't want to be in this rut where this is now the definition of my relationship with each individual one. How do I improve that? So they're all growing, right? Yeah, for sure. We all are, and they will. It'll change even more as they get older and they learn different life lessons and they see things from a different perspective. So, all right. Uh, so let's. We're gonna rapid fire two questions just so you can get a little more feel about um, some of the topics that we'll be going over. Uh, not necessarily these topics in the next couple of weeks, but whatever pops into our head. So if you were going to go into a time machine and you can only go into the future or the past, which would you choose? Um, that's tough. Um, it makes I, the present seem simple, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure makes it a lot easier. Um, I'd probably go in the future. You know, I think that uh, partially because I, I 
we all learn history and um, I think the only intriguing thing about history for me would be trying to find a moment in time that either I have suspicion that is different than what we've been taught <laughs> or recognize that it probably will be a little different than, than what we've learned only simply because history is only sort of a, sum, a short summary of, yeah. of those stories that I think you'd have problems in both directions though. Because even if you went to the past and find out something was true, people still wouldn't change their mind if you came back and told them about no. it. And yeah. then even if you go to the future and find something that could help somebody and came back and told people, they still wouldn't no. change their mind about things anyway. So it still would come down to the present <laughs> and you being bold enough and strong enough to give your message that you could find enough people to believe it. Well, what's great about this type of uh, these types of games and uh, as it relates to conversations and is not for one minute did I ever think about ever going to either direction and bringing anything back to help anybody? Right. right yeah, <laughs> but you did, yeah, right? Yeah. Because that, that's how you're wired. Like yeah. so much of what, uh, how you live your life every day is I'm going to try to help somebody, you know, in your, in your practice yeah. or, or your faith or whatever, or whatever that may be during the day. And I, I, I've always joked that I've never had one motivation to be a cop or a fireman or a doctor. <laughs> I never had a motivation in my life to ever do anything that was in the realm of helping others. Um, and, and I mean, I, I don't see that as being a bad thing. It's just yeah. never been something of my interest. But so I never had any thought to myself that I'm going to go to the future and bring something. Well, let back. me, let me you, know, you know, you've joked before about how everybody's going to bring themselves into the answer. Sure. But um, this is just how innocent Jen was. So we're at the Philadelphia Mint yesterday and mm -hmm. she's talking to Mackenzie. And, you know, we're like, oh, I bet the people need to get checked when they leave these rooms, you know, coins being printed everywhere. Sure. And, and, you know, so Jen says to Mackenzie, you know, imagine if somebody put 10 pennies in their shoe every day for 30 years. I said, yeah, they'd have $3, <laughs> $30. I think the great, that would make a great movie, the, uh, right. <laughs> the great penny heist of the Philadelphia Mint. But um, that's just like, you know, yeah. some people would like, oh, I'd go and I'd find out with Google. I'd go right. take Bezos job or right. I'd go do something in the right. past. And, right. and that, that, you know, that could be fun too. Sure, exactly. But, but it, if you weren't meant to have it, who knows what you, who knows what would happen to you, not what you'd do with it. Who knows what could happen to you? That's definitely a, an interesting sort of sub question from that. Yeah. It'd be, okay, you, you then make that decision. You do bring something back in whatever direction. And you then you apply have to maintain it. it. And you then, don't have the skill right. to maintain it. You right. you didn't work. You didn't put in the time. You didn't have the failures. That person is prepared for the next step in the process of that great thing. Sure. And you can't necessarily. So I mean, if, if some people, I'm sure they can, but it, it would be very difficult without any of those experiences to step in and not be overwhelmed by the next step, you'd end up just passing it off to somebody else who, exactly. who was ready. Exactly, because they've done the preparation. Right, and you, yeah. As a matter of fact, you would probably the best way to take that, so that way this is good for anybody who's planning to go to the past or the future, um, come come back with that nugget <laughs> and hire somebody who's done all that work. <laughs> and call us. <laughs> right. <laughs> because if you, you try do. to apply it yourself, you haven't done all the legwork. So hire the person you think would be able to help that you. That would be that. the what, right? That'd be the way to do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So. so that's cool. And then, uh, so one last one. Um, if you were a fly on the wall during any conversation or moment in time, you know, what wall do you think would have been? Ooh, that's that's... I have to think of all the different conversations that have been interesting to, you know, um, you know that's, do you have something that's top of mind for um, you? Not really. I mean, 
I mean, you know, it's so funny how we we go to history, right? But um, I would definitely love to sit down when Jesus was speaking I was somewhere. Th- I, I yeah, immediately was like, what What is one of the greatest you know moments, snapshots of time where you know there was a great conversation? Yeah, and the Last Supper must have been awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That must yeah. have been the, a, <laughs> yeah a great conversation because not only you know did obviously the the faith was almost sealed at that point but he knew it more than they did Mm -hmm. right they were still fighting against that what could we be doing how could we you know make sure that this doesn't happen and uh, yeah at least that's my perspective of how that conversation would have went there had been half the group or more just sitting there figuring out okay we're going to get you out of uh you know um Jerusalem was he in Jerusalem at the time? I can't well, the, I think you know, as you were saying that, it, it almost would be neat to be a fly on the wall after they all spent time with him and saw all these amazing miracles. They scattered when he was crucified. Right. So I would like to be in the room just to hear how quickly their faith was shaken. Sure. You know, until yeah. they saw him again. So that I mean, because that happens to us. You know, whatever we believe in. It doesn't take much to shake us off what we believe, sure. and it's, and it's, it, it's, it's good. I mean, the only way it grows is if it's tested, and it, that's that's part of the growth. But uh, sometimes you just gotta believe what you believe, and right, and uh, walk in that. Yeah, I think you know, as much as I'm not a daily political junkie, and I, I'm not really into that world. Um, and I probably would like to be a fly on the wall when there's when there's a handful of presidents in the same room, and it's and although you almost feel that'd like be awesome, man. Yeah, they almost feel like unfortunately that it's so forced and it's not genuine in nature that it, it may not be there may not be as much to, that you think would come. We out could of that. guess on the nature of just the the, the toll the ma- oh, the, it takes on them and yeah. the families and just it's unbelievable. Yeah, so I probably think that what an area that would be more interesting. Because there's less pressure and there's there's less um, guardedness necessary, although there can be some of this too, would be, especially when you think of somebody like a Bill Gates or a Warren Buffett, um, not just the economic um, impact that they've had or their, their business impacts that they have and what you could learn from that, but also now more in their stage that they're in now, which is more philanthropy, you know, what what... What is it that those conversations are like of how do they approach, do they take the same approach that they took as developing their businesses to say, how do we attack mm. something like AIDS or how do we attack hunger or whatever other topics that they're trying to, to, to remedy other issues? So I think that, that those are the types of conversations. I, I don't, sure, I love, I mean, listen, there's plenty of podcasts out there, different places you can read books and listen to things that'll give you those sort of what will help, help me to, to learn things today that will help me for tomorrow. Um, so being a fly on the wall, I mean, you already are the fly on the wall. Just right. go ahead and start paying attention and listen and apply. Um, it's much more of what are the things that, you know, maybe are outside of the realm. Like I don't think of philanthropy that much. Right. Although I did think about it this morning um, as it relates to surfing and, and our um, contribution to the surf gods, if you will, that we like to do as far as donating um, when we have that opportunity. I was even thinking like, what, what if we could figure out a way to set up something with like the city um, and say, hey, all, you know, every Saturday or whatever, you know, we're gonna set up this little donation and it's all connected to the surfing. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I mean, unfortunately that might go in the way that I'm not thinking, but 
the the idea that it's just surfers bringing donations and how much if it's just you and I bringing six cans, great, mm-hmm. not a bad thing. But what if you know when we go out in those days and you look you know down the, the ocean and there's three people there and two people there and five people down at there and then ten people down at the pier we can't even see or whatever those numbers are and figure out a way to to communicate to them saying everyone bring one can mm-hmm. right what is that that number now becomes greater so um, so I, I anyway I'm sorry if to no 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 I, I no I was just thinking you know it, there's I think always, anytime you have a thought like that, sometimes the best thing to do, instead of just the creation aspect of it, is join what's already going on. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and then if and then you're already in community serving their mission, and then that either satisfies your need to serve that mission, but it gets you involved quickly, right. and speed of implementation is huge, or you can start to adopt that as a collaboration and you're already in community to add that component to it. Yeah, and well, so, and well, so we have opportunities to do that. And I think that the, the, the point that the, to bridge the gap of what you just said was that all those ideas that you just presented only happen because I verbalized it, right? Right. So I think it's, you can't underestimate the importance of having an idea and you know, Putting presenting it, it in a way yeah. and, and verbalizing it to whoever that you need to verbalize that to just so you could hear different ideas as mm-hmm. it relates to that specific idea. Um, and it might not change anything. It might actually solidify, no, 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 I know exactly what I want. And that's not a bad idea, but you know, I also think that it should be like this. Um, so it, it allows for there to be more. And let me tie in the fly on the wall thing. The, the thing I was thinking about as, as we're speaking, and, and this all comes together once again in a neat little way, is that even if you were a fly on the wall, the key is still being able to listen. Because if you were a fly trying to speak, you'd be very frustrated. Yeah, that, and you wouldn't really hear yeah. or absorb everything that's going on because you would be a fly that has <laughs> something to say. Yeah. So, and, and listening was you know, something that's coming up on my radar. And I think it's part of compassion and it's part of understanding. Um, and so that's, that's, that's an area that I'm looking to explore a little bit is, is listening. Well, I also think that quite honestly, if you're not going to listen in this conversation game idea that we're laying out there, then what's the point? If you're just going to throw a topic out there and now I can't wait to speak is the only mode that you have, then you're not really going to gain anything out of it. So, right, because you already know what you know. <laughs> <laughs> and all, the only thing you want to do is make sure everyone feels comfortable that they know you, they, they, <laughs> they know that you know what you know. <laughs> all right, ready for the last one? Yep. All right, 24 hours alone anywhere. You know, I, I definitely would do something out like in, in, a, in a, either a forest or a, a desert or something, you know, like a Mojave Desert was something mm. that came to me, although I know, don't know anything about that and I don't know if that would be dangerous to You'd do. You'd find out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but the idea of just getting on a trail and, and walking. Yeah, it'd be hard to not pick a beach or a mountain or anything like that. So let's flip it and do indoors. Okay. No windows. Oof. 24 hour but what does it matter then? If there's it no may windows, not. If there's no windows. Yeah, I know. I was trying to make it hard. I just, it's just, I, I mean, I think I would go cave then. Oh, okay. So I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You no, I didn't know. Something. Yeah. If you still don't, but. How about submarine? 
because you could probably hear the ping, like uh, yeah, like hear right. the ocean maybe. Yeah, that would be. Probably. I'm just saying, you. I like a little bit of the aspect, not where you're like, oh, like just. <laughs> I don't mind being the dreamy part. That's not kind of sounds cool, but I think there'd be a part, and maybe it would just happen naturally in the 24 hours, where I still do like to train loud voices to be quiet. Sure. Especially if they shouldn't be speaking in my head. Well, <laughs> you know, and you would get way more of that the training with being somewhere with no windows. Well, that's what I mean. Than you would from being outside because you'd have the ability to... Like outside would be like the gratitude training. Yep. Inside yep. would be like the, all right, boy. <laughs> it's time to buckle up. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, me and you. Yeah. Uh, and you're going you're gonna, to uh, learn a little bit about yourself that you didn't come in here thinking about. Because even if you went in prepping saying, this is how I'm going to deal with it, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to pray, I'm going to do all these things throughout that window... Your brain's going to take you to all kinds of fun Well, I got places. a little exercise. I mean, I just did it today. I kept trying to do three breaths until I was completely focused on the three breaths. I was completely relaxed. I didn't rush any of the breaths. I didn't wiggle or move. It still took four or five times right. yeah, for yeah. me to get through and have that sure. complete experience. So, you know, those are little things that you can do just to see how busy you've become oh, you, and just try to um, manage that a little better. You can definitely understand why people abandon meditation pretty quickly because it's so hard to get to that place. I, I've, I've meditated and I've gone through stretches where I've meditated a lot and it takes a lot of training to get so much of the noise out of your, your head. Um, so I've had to adapt different techniques to just you know be able to be singularly focused. I'd rather be singularly focused on one thing as I'm meditating uh, and focus on that even though there's a lot of value to trying to get nothing there um, because I, I've just struggled with getting to that oh, nothing yeah. place. So, Maybe whittle it down. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to get to that. What, what do I want to focus on and just stay focused on that? So. Sounds good. Uh, you have any way to take us out of this? I just think that uh, take this and uh, hit play for yourself for the rest of the day, uh, for the rest of the week, and we'll talk soon.